3: High
0: five, casino. A police officer responds to an attempted stabbing, gets there, and sees a woman swinging a knife wildly at another person. That person falls to the ground, so the cop shoots. He ended up shooting a 16 year old girl, Makia Bryant.
3: Where's your emergency? Hello? It's 3171. Leave
4: your Is there an apartment number letter?
3: What's going on? Come up here! The, um, the hey, address to to It's 3171. And hey. These grown girls over here trying to fight us, trying to stop us, trying to put our hands on our grandma. Get here now.
5: Have <laughs> he <seen any> <laughs> <Grandma, laughs>
3: you seen any weapons? do you see any weapons? We need a police officer here now. Do you see any weapons? We need a police, police officer now. Seen we seen to on the do you see any weapons?
0: You know, you are hearing it just as the 911 dispatch hears it, just as police hear it. You can hardly make sense of what is going on, and that happens all the time in 911 cases. That is why 911 dispatch is trained so carefully, and police go into a scene really not exactly knowing what they're walking into. With me, an all-star panel to make sense of how a teen girl is shot dead after a frantic 911 call that someone is going to get stabbed. First of all, Ashley Wilcott, judge, trial lawyer, anchor Court TV at AshleyWilcott.com. Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars joining us from L.A., star of a new Netflix program, Bling Empire. And you can find Dr. Bethany at DrBethanyMarshall.com. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, and star of Poisonous Liaisons on the True Crime Network, Death Investigator Joseph Scott Morgan. But first, a special guest joining us from ABC6, Fox 28, Columbus, Haley Nelson. Thank you for being with us. Uh, It's hard to make sense of that 911 call, but what I'm hearing, and we have actually, um recorded it, and listened to it over and over and transcribed it, you hear someone screaming into the phone. She's at 3171 Legion Lane, and there is a girl trying to fight and stab them. And they need a police officer there now. And screaming, screaming, screaming. First of all, tell me about the
6: area. What do you know that happened? Well, we know at this point that someone had called into 911 desperately needing some kind of help Uh, one of the big things going around on social media people saying in the community was that micaiah bryant had called 911 she needed help from police right now columbus police the bureau of criminal investigations they will not confirm at this point who called 911 but it turns out now we know that the 16 year old has been shot and killed she was living in a foster home at that time. Uh, So that is where all of this violence unfolded. Now, wait
0: a minute. Wait a minute. Wait
6: a minute.
7: Is
0: is it Hallie or Haley Nelson? Haley. Haley, thank you. Haley, um, I'm hearing you recite the facts, and, and I know that you're correct, but something's missing. You're saying they got a 911 call and the girl was shot, but something had to precipitate that 911 call. And... Do we know if any of the victims in the case had knives? Because whoever called did not have a knife. And I know that Makia Bryant did have a knife. So why would Makia Bryant call and say if she were being threatened by a knife, when she's the one that's got the knife. That's how it appears
6: that she had the knife in the body camera video. But that's been some of the big questions we've been trying to get to the bottom to asking, were there other people at this scene that were armed? How did this all begin? Unfortunately, BCI, which is run by the Ohio Attorney General's Office, they are not revealing those details to us at that point. But that's one of the biggest questions and concerns right now going on in the community. What was going on Are you saying B-C-I, B, C, I? B is in brother, C is
0: in uh, Christy, I is in intelligence? Yes. B, C, I. Okay. Yes. All right. So, right now, we don't know how many people had a knife at the scene when the cops got there. They don't know how many kni- p- knives were on the scene?
6: They're not revealing that to us. We don't know how many people were there, ages. They're keeping that pretty close to the chest. Do we know if the victim had a knife? We don't, officially. We All we know is what they are showing us in that body camera, what you can see with your own eyes and draw
0: mm-hmm, conclusions mm-hmm, from there. Mm-hmm. And... With me is a reporter with Fox 28 ABC 6 Columbus. Haley, you've reviewed the video. What do you see? Do you see anybody else with a knife other than Makia
6: Bryant? I've watched it closely. It's hard to tell. Um, i When you're watching that video, you see her holding something. I don't see the other folks. You see one woman who seems to be holding a dog. Uh, But when you listen to that 911 call, it just sounds like pandemonium. Well, it does sound like pandemonium, but
0: we've all looked at the video, and I don't see anybody else holding a knife. I see the girl in the pink. She has one hand in a pocket. The other hand is holding a dog. She's standing up by the car. I don't see anybody else with a knife. I see Makia Bryant in blue jeans and a black shirt. I think that's her. I see a woman in shorts on the sidewalk. She doesn't have anything in her hands. The other woman has a dog in her hand and her other hand in a pocket. Where Where is this coming from that another person had a knife other than Makia Bryant?
6: Uh, one of the biggest things I've been noticing with this situation is there's been a lot of you know, talk uh, going on on social media in the community, people saying that there were multiple threats going on or or a lot of people fighting. We don't necessarily see that in the video, obviously, we just see, sadly, the, the end result, kind of the end of all of that, but none of that information has been confirmed. And I think that's why people are so desperate to get more answers from the Bureau of Criminal Investigation, DCI, about what exactly was unfolding, because right now there are a lot more questions than there are
0: answers. Let's bring in the panel, but first of all, take a listen to this. This is from Nicholas Reardon's body cam footage. Hey.
3: What's going on? What's going on? Hey, hey, hey.
2: The hottest games, right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at highfivecasino.com.
1: High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and condition supply. See website for details at high the number High5 Casino.
8: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change,
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we were talking about the shooting death by an officer of a 16-year-old teen girl. Okay, right at the outset, whenever a civilian dies or is shot, when officers go to a scene, there's something very wrong. That's not supposed to happen. When an officer goes to a scene and perceives a threat to the officer, another officer or a civilian shots may be fired. So I'm trying to figure out why this girl was shot from what I can tell. And you heard that, that sound that's Nicholas Reardon's body cam footage. It was pandemonium as Healy Nelson is telling us complete pandemonium. You got a cop going into that scene, trying to make sense of it and I, I don't know if you've looked at the video, Joe Scott Morgan. What do you see? Because I don't see anybody else with a knife except Makia Bryant.
5: No, that's that's the only individual at the scene that I actually see holding a knife at that moment in time. She has it essentially drawn back uh, with her right hand. And this is, this is the interesting perspective, Nancy, the view that you're getting uh, from from the officer worn camera is literally down, down the barrel of his weapon. If folks at home, there's a great freeze frame that's out there mm-hmm. uh, that you can look down the barrel of that weapon and actually see her knife um, or the knife that she's holding in her right hand. And she's kind of twisted at her waist to the right as if she's generating force. Just think about somebody kind of holding a baseball bat and twisting backwards to swing forward. And it's a very interesting, and I can tell you why, but it's a very interesting anatomical position, particularly when you consider that there were shots fired afterwards.
0: I'm looking at the video right now to you, Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer. What do you see?
4: You know, I agree with Joe Scott Morgan, and that's what I see as well. But Nancy, one of the things that bothers me about what I see and what I heard, if we could go backwards to the 911 tape, is it's Children, listen to the voices and and the the sound of the voices. And you can tell the age. And when you get there and they're watching this. And so not only do I only see one knife. Yes, there's chaos. Yes, it's scary when you walk into that situation as law enforcement. But I see kids, Nancy. That's what I see.
0: I see see teens, but I also see a knife. And when somebody's swinging a knife at an unarmed victim... I mean, Makia, I'm looking at it. I mean, am I seeing it from the wrong angle, Dr. Bethany Marshall? Because I don't want a 16-year-old girl shot. But I also don't want another teen girl Mm. stabbed dead with a cop standing right there doing nothing.
1: I mean, I've been playing this video on a loop since we started the show today. And Nancy, not only is it chaotic, and not only is this one teen girl the only one with the knife, but you have other people actually falling over. That's what's strange. In the foreground, you have both a man and a woman. Um, let's see. You have two, one person on the ground and you have another person falling backwards. And I can't figure out what caused that. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, seeing? I see Bryant
0: in the video, Makia Bryant, swinging a knife at the... Young woman. Girl in the pink. At, in shorts, there's a girl in the pink that has the dog. And she's kind of leaning back yeah. against, at the beginning anyway, leaning back against a car. Clearly not presenting a threat. The girl in the pink jogging outfit. Right. So she doesn't have a knife. She's holding a little dog. And she's got her other hand in her pocket. Hands like that because there's no bulge in the pocket palm, in pocket. So she's leaning back against the car. Then I see Makia Bryant, age 16, swing a knife at a young girl, a young woman, who was wearing shorts. And after she slashes, the girl in shorts falls backward onto the ground. I mean, if you look at it, it looks like she may have been cut. A slow down version shows Makia Bryant then turning her attention toward the neon pink tracksuit girl and pinning her up against the car. Reardon pulls out his gun and keeps yelling get down, get down at Bryant who then raises her right hand, clutching the knife and directs it at the woman who's leaned back against the car. She is cowering, kind of defending herself to the blow that she's about to get and reared in fires.
1: That's what I see. Am I missing something? Nancy, not only is is it the knife when she pulls back and she has the the knife aimed at the girl in the neon pink jogging suit, it's right at the girl's abdomen. I mean, I'm a psychoanalyst. I'm not a medical psychoanalyst. I'm I'm a non-MD clinician, but... When you point a knife at somebody's abdomen, that's where all the major organs are. And I can see how in the melee, you might be really concerned that somebody's going to die at the scene, that this is, this is a deadly situation that's unfolding very quickly. You know, we have the gift of hindsight. We're, we're playing this tape again and again and again. But what happens when you're on that scene? your adrenaline's pumping, and the, you're trained to keep people safe, and somebody's walking around wielding a gun in such an aggressive manner. I, I can't imagine um, how someone makes a decision in a case like that. It seems very threatening to me.
0: Well, uh, now we have freeze frames of the incident, and you see it's pretty damning. I see Makia Bryant, age 16. she It looks like she's got one, her left hand up toward the victim in the pink tracksuit, kind of neon neon peach.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's got her right hand reared back, like she's fixing to, she's about to stab the girl. And you see the neon pink tracksuit girl Defending herself in a classic defense maneuver. She pulls up. She drops the dog. The dog is dropped on the ground. She's got both hands up like this. She does not have a weapon. And her palms are open. She does not have a weapon. She's cringing back. She's lifting her left knee up over her body like this. And Makia Bryant is going in with the knife. That's what I'm seeing. But you know what? Let's listen. Take a listen to more. This is the second officer that arrives on the scene, body cam footage. And it sounds crazy, but let's try to dissect, pick out what we can make of it.
3: 200 shots fired, 200 shots fired.
4: One you can shut down the three. We're going to have enough cars here. Shut down the three.
1: I'm
5: hearing shut down the three. Shut down the 10-3. Uh-huh. This one is just out of and engine to north-north-south. And south here just flipped it off right there. I'm not sure the next cross-street, north-north
7: location
3: here. Rift, and Legion. I can shut down. It.
7: Tell me he's there. What happened? She's been shot. Uh, I don't know where. You're
9: Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, for those of you just joining us, um, there are no winners in this scenario. And the truth is very difficult to discern. But what we are talking about is a 16-year-old teen girl who is welding a knife. And it's a substantial knife, too. I'm interested to find out, Joe Scott Morgan, you're my forensics expert, that just the blade on that knife looks to be at least four inches long.
5: Yeah, I, I, think, I think you might be shy on your measurement there. I think that it might, because the freeze frame I'm looking at right now, her right index finger is actually obscuring part of the blade, Nancy. I'm That's thinking right. I'm looking, I That's know
0: right. I'm looking at the same thing. Is yeah, this with neon tracksuit girl yeah, cowering? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. the dog is on the ground and yep. Makia Bryant is reared back with a knife. And the yeah, knife, you it. can see it yeah. really well.
5: Yeah. And, you know, part of the handle is actually hanging out of the backside. She's really choked up on this thing. It almost looks like this is a kitchen knife, Nancy.
0: Who, who it looks like a butcher knife to me. It looks like yeah, a butcher who, knife.
5: Who, who goes out in the yard with a knife like that? I'm thinking, you know, it's one thing if you're carrying a pocket knife, but you're this showing up. This is no up, pocket knife. No, it's not. You're showing up with a knife that has that length of the, of a blade. It, it's it's pretty amazing to me that someone would even have that in their hands. I mean, what what are you what are you doing with a knife like that out? In, that takes. That takes uh,
7: purpose. Dang. You have to purpose. I'm going to go look,
0: look at the other still frame with yeah. the dog still on the ground. And the yeah, neon tracksuit girl is now that she's got her knee up against her. Yep. Right? In the defensive gesture. Yep. Now yep. you see, Makia Bryant has raised the knife. Now she's got it up like that. Right at neck length, I guess. A neck. The, the same paralleling her neck and face. Do you see Uh, that? Yeah,
5: Yeah. and so she's coiled at that point in time. I'm talking about the uh uh, Bryant is coiled at that point. She's she's generating energy in order to thrust this thing forward. And Nancy, if I can just expand on this a little bit, I gotta tell you I've worked a lot of knife fatalities over the course of my career. Uh, and most of the time they take place in the home, all right? This is not something you see. You hear about it on the street, but they take place in the home. What do we reach for in the home? The thing that's the most convenient, and most of the time you see more, in my experience, my little slice of the world, I've seen more knife fatalities relative to things you use in the kitchen as opposed to a guy carrying a switchblade or a buck knife or, you know, something like that. And so these injuries are particularly nasty first because the shank on the blade, the back side of it, is very, very robust, all right? Because, you know, you're talking about cutting through bone, and uh, you have such length. So you're going to be able to really get in to the central part of the body and kind of work your way in with this knife. And these, these injuries, most of the time, particularly if you hit anywhere in the chest, they have a high, high uh, percentage of lethality at that point in time. You're
0: saying lethality, lethal.
5: Lethality. Yeah, absolutely. It's not going to end well, Nancy.
0: Okay, uh, this is what the Columbus mayor says, Andrew Ginther, says, we know based on this footage, the officer took action to protect another girl in our community. Already protests have started. There are reports that the victim, Makia Bryant, made the call to police. Let's take another listen to that nine one one call, our cut one. Listen. Nine
3: one one, where is your emergency? 911? Is there an
4: apartment number letter?
3: The um, the you get, talk to me. it's 3171. We got these grown girls over here trying to fight us, trying to stab us, trying to put our hands on our grandma. Get here now. Have you seen any weapons? Grandma, <laughs> grandma. Ma'am, do you see any weapons? We need a police officer here now. Do you we see any weapons? police officer now. <laughs>
0: I You're hearing the 911 call just like Dispatch did. And now take a listen to Clay Gordon and Yolanda Harris, 10TV News.
7: This is the body camera video released from Columbus Police. Interim Police Chief Mike Woods says Officer Nicholas Reardon was the one who discharged his firearm. Here he is heading towards Legion Lane after two 911 calls to police.
6: Arriving at 3171 Legion Lane
7: on. footage shows seven people in a driveway and when the officer says what's going on that's when another woman is shoved to the ground police later identify Micaiah Bryant she appears to be the one shoving down the other woman we are going to slow this part down officer Reardon draws his gun 10 seconds after getting out of the cruiser a woman on the ground gets kicked by a man on the sidewalk Columbus police say other potential crimes within this video are being investigated separately then you see Micaiah Bryant lunging towards a woman in pink with what appears to be a knife. Then the first shot is fired. We're going to pause this video here for 10 seconds. As Micaiah falls to the ground and the officer's gun is still pointed at her. We're not going to show her death out of respect of her life and for her family. A second officer's body camera arriving on scene pick up the shots.
0: Okay, back to Ashley Wilcott, judge and trial lawyer anchor at Court TV. Weigh in, Ashley. So here's the thing,
4: Nancy, you understand that, of course, based on the training of the officer, they are there to assist and put the threat away so nobody's hurt. And that's what he's done. But I have so many questions listening to this, watching this over and over and over like I have. Nancy, here's what I don't understand. There are other ways. Do you have to shoot a person and then kill them when you're trained law enforcement? What whoa, about whoa, a whoa, 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 Wait, what said? do you mean by that? What do you mean? Do you have well, to I mean, shoot them
0: and kill them when they're a, a trained law? Are you suggesting that what a shooter? Is in the leg? Yes,
4: yes, or yes. Why? If if the threat if if the threat can be stopped by shooting elsewhere and not shooting to kill, absolutely. Absolutely. The other question I would have, and I know it's a Joe Scott Morgan question, it's not a me question, is what about a taser? Did he have the ability to use the taser? Was he too far away? I don't know those things, but are there other ways to get rid of the threat without the individual dying? Yes, she was a risk. Yes, she was going to hurt someone. Yes, she had to be stopped. But was this the best way, the best training to stop her? That's my question.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Was it the best way? I know this. If somebody pulled a knife on my child, and they are unarmed, and they are cowering back, and they're trapped against the back of a car, and the aggressor pulls the knife back and
4: starts to stab them,
0: What do you
4: think about that, Ashley? Well, you do have a point, Nancy. I mean, obviously, we are all going to want uh, protected, protected. Absolutely, you want them protected. But I still stand by, was that the only way this officer could make certain that the victim was not harmed? That's my, I don't know the answer. I'm not an expert in law enforcement, but I
1: have to ask that question.
0: I agree with you. I agree with you. Was there another way? Could there have been another way? Let's put the shoe on the other foot. If my child had a knife and was reared back, would I want the cop to shoot my child? Of course not. But in this case, When you are pulling a knife back and lunging forward on an unarmed person, the cop is going to shoot.
7: The Following is a high five moment from high five I won.
1: Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort! High five casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1200 games. I want again. Platoon, present cell phone. High five. high five. High five. Casino. Casino. Win at high five casino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Would we're prohibited? Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High
3: five casino.
0: Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me understand something. Haley Nelson with me, reporter ABC6, Fox 28. Did the cop
6: shout out to Makia Bryant to stand down? We don't hear that in the body camera video. And Columbus police say that that's something that they like officers to do to announce they might be firing, but it is not an absolute mandate here for Columbus police to do that. Well, I
0: know it's not a mandate, but I was told that he yelled out, get down, get down, get down, before he shot.
6: Sure, we hear we hear him say, get down, get down. We don't necessarily, at least from what I hear watching this, we don't hear him say, I'm going to shoot necessarily. But they are, there are some commands, get down, get down, hey, what's going on? So he does order her to get down. From what we are hearing in body camera video, there are some commands that go out. But as you heard, there's yelling, there's people all over the place. Well, I know
0: that, but I'm I'm confused about why I can't get a straight answer. Because I hear, all the reports are, is that he yelled out, get down, get down, get down. Why is that? I mean, why is that so hard to say? The cop yelled out, get down, get down, get down. Okay, you know what, Dr. Bethany Marshall, has my hearing completely just failed me? Am I not hearing the cop yell, get down, get down, get
1: down? He's yelling, get down. And from a mental health perspective, I'm thinking about why is this 16-year-old not hearing him? Um, or purposely not hearing him. Obviously, she can hear him. She's I don't think she capable
0: didn't. of doing that. I don't know if she heard him or not in the heat of that moment. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, well, Well. I guess, you know, you and I are thinking the same thing. She's in such an agitated state. Um, obviously, she's very aggressive. She has excessive goal-directed um, energy. She has her victim in her sights. And the fact that she is not res- bonding to the officer says something about her state of mind something about her intent um, she's literally charging at the victim some kind of a bipolar state I don't want to speak ill of the de- the dead but um, something is going on with her psychiatrically that is unfolding very, very quickly. And the fact that she's either unable to hear the officer or is purposely not listening to the officer is an indicator of her intent that she, she you know, sometimes, you know, when
0: I don't we know if she could even act- in that agitated state, whether she even heard him, there's no, no win here because the teen girl has been shot dead. And when police go into a situation ending up having a civilian dead, something went horribly sideways. Another thing that I think is very significant is what Haley Nelson is telling me from ABC6, Fox 28. If the girl, Makia Bryant, is the one that made that 911 call, that changes everything. Because that tells me that at some point, she was afraid of a knife attack if, in fact, that was her making the call. If Makia Bryant made that 911 call where she's begging an officer to come to the scene because somebody has a knife and is attacking her and others, that really changes everything, Ashley Wilcott, because that takes her away from being the original aggressor.
4: Absolutely. It changes everything because she's not the original aggressor. She therefore was initially the victim and there's a very good argument then defending herself. I hear you.
0: But even if she was See, the I initial with that. if she was the initial victim, she still was the aggressor on the girl with a neon pink sweatsuit, sweatsuit because That girl was unarmed. I don't know what happened before this, before the officer got there. Uh, Haley Nelson, where are the reports coming from that Makia Bryant is the one who made that 911 call? None of us want a perp, any perp, shot dead on the scene. When an officer shows up and thinks he's got to shoot to save an innocent victim's life, they're going to shoot. But I can't understand everything that was happening. Where is it coming from that she made the 911 call? None of that is confirmed
6: officially by police or investigators. That is what people in the community are saying, what people on social media are saying. We've seen massive protests through the city of Columbus. That's one of the major points that a lot of people demonstrating are saying. But we asked BCI, we asked investigators about this. They're not telling us yet, officially.
0: Well, they need to be completely transparent and get all the facts out there. If there's something we don't know, we need to know. The public has a right to know. Jump in.
5: Yeah, hey, look. look. This is why I love science, Nancy. The beauty part of this is that it's going to be determined who made the 911 call. More than likely, I doubt very seriously it came from a landline, which problem solved right there. More than likely it came from a cell phone. Yeah. That cell phone has a distinct Signature will know who owns the phone, and if they want to take it another step, they can do a voice analysis. Now, back to this young woman. Well, I mean, being
0: certainly a witness is going to be able to say who called nine one one, but yeah, you're right; it can be traced back to the cell.
5: Oh phone. yeah, absolutely, and that that'll be that that takes that level of emotion and lack of clarity out of it very very quickly. And BCI is very good at what they do. All right. So I know that they'll track this down. Secondly, relative to the officer, when he came up, he's trying to interdict a situation. Now, let's just say, let's take this idea that he's going to shoot to wound. I've heard many people over the years to, say, to, to actually say this, and I understand the premise behind it. However, the target that you're talking about shooting is a target that you have to acquire within a millisecond. If you shoot, if you just stand by and wind up shooting somebody in the leg, if you're fortunate enough to hit that spot, all right, by that time, she could have cut this other girl's throat. Now, not only do you have the girl bleeding out on the ground that had her throat cut, now you've got another person that has been shot potentially in the leg. Guess what runs through the leg? The femoral artery. All kinds of other vessels run through there. Now she's bleeding out. You got two people dying. Maybe resources are limited. As far as tasers go, again, this is a millisecond decision. I don't know that he could cross that ground in that amount of time because there is a terminal length to the distance a, a taser can deploy. And if you have somebody, as Dr. Bethany had mentioned, is in a highly agitated mental state. Let me tell you something. You're not going to interdict them with a taser necessarily. This is a lethal event that is going on. The the police officer had to make that decision in that moment.
0: Guys, uh, how did this young girl, Makia Bryant, age 16, end up wandering around with a butcher knife in the front yard? Take a listen to our cut eight. This is Lacey Crisp 10 TV.
2: As the world heard the verdict in the Derek Chauvin case, Paula O'Brien's 16-year-old daughter, Makaya was fatally shot by a Columbus police officer on the city's southeast side. I'm very upset. I'm hurt. I want answers. Columbus police were called to Legion Lane on reports of his stabbing. A Columbus police officer fired his gun, shooting and killing the teen. My daughter dispatched the Columbus police for protection, not to be a homicide today. Makaya was staying at a foster home, but Paula tells me that you last saw each other on Thursday. Haley
0: Nelson, ABC6, Fox 28, why was she in a foster home? We know
2: that
6: they had had a history, she had had a history with children's services since 2007. Uh, As for specific details, they're not sharing those with us, but she'd been living in a foster home and at that specific address where this unfolded for just a few months, for just a little bit of time. The specific address, what are you saying? The address, this location where, sadly, this deadly shooting unfolded.
0: Okay, let me understand what you just said. 3171 Legion Lane is the foster home?
3: That is my understanding.
0: Holy moly. So is it a family residence or is it a home where multiple children live?
6: It's a residential area. We don't know how many children might live at that home, um, but we do know she had been there um, recently.
0: To you, Ashley Wilcott, uh, judge and trial lawyer, she's in a foster home and she has uh, she's allowed to wield a butcher knife out in the front yard. Who, who's supervising her in that foster family?
4: Yeah, so this is a whole other issue. You know I'm a child welfare law specialist and deal with these issues on a daily basis in juvenile court. Let me say this with this entire scenario, I'm assuming it's probably a residential foster home, meaning for those who aren't familiar with our system, that there are children placed in the home, but it's not a group home. So you're not gonna have 20 or 30 children, but rather a couple of children placed in the home. She might've been the only child. There are strict regulations, policies that foster parents have to go through to ensure that their home is safe for children who, frankly, they don't know well, right? Children who have been through trauma and should not have access to weapons. And a butcher knife is a weapon. Now, there's some that would argue, but it's just used in the kitchen to cook. Okay, fair enough. But when you have teens put in your home that you're not familiar with their history, their trauma, what they need, and you are a foster agency or home for a state agency, there are criteria that need to be met. You have to supervise the children. So this child should not have had access to a butcher knife in order to then be threatening individuals and in actually chasing a victim in order to stab them. There are a lot of issues with that scenario and that child, I would suggest was not being properly supervised. Right now we're hey, looking.
5: Nancy? For... Jump in, please. Nancy. Yeah. I'd like to add one more thing too Some, something else. that's kind of disturbing to me that I caught in this video. I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but I could swear that at a couple of these views, I saw adults out there spectating. I saw that. for, For me, that's very troubling. And let me tell you one more, if you like that one. If, in fact, any of these adults had a camera in their hand and they were videotaping this, their collective asses should be in jail, period. Because they didn't interdict prior to the cops having to show up and do what they did. So if there were adults out there and they were watching these minor children engage, it it almost, you know, I got to tell you, Nancy, I I love history. It almost looked like gladiator games. Is that what they're doing? Is this like entertainment for them? Because that's very, very disturbing.
0: We also know that a woman named Hazel Bryant, who ID'd herself as Makia Bryant's aunt, stated Makia Bryant lived in the foster home and had gotten involved in an altercation with someone else there in the foster home. Clearly, there was no supervision at all. Right now, we're looking for answers. Why a 16-year-old girl has been shot and the reverberations go on. Nancy Grace, Crime Story,
2: signing off. Goodbye, friend.
8: Overspending on Amazon? Earn while you shop with DROP. Earn rewards on every purchase, online or in-store. Download DROP now and use code DROP11 to get $5 in points. Get rewarded for shopping
0: today. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running.